Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict, whatever you Android people use, wherever you find your podcasts. Welcome to Up Next. What is going on, Davey? Well, you can also find us every oh. week live on youtube.com forward slash Up Next. It's a time warp today. today. You know why? Why? Because it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, yes. Very different today. We're doing this show live on a Tuesday. Obviously, last week, Braden and I couldn't get our schedules together, uh, so we went live uh, like Wednesday afternoon, which was fantastic. Had so many different people in for NXT last week. Different time zone listeners. Yeah, so it was cool. That was fun, but we are able to go live tonight on a Tuesday. Super Tuesday. It's on going up on a Tuesday. Tuesday. It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, Taco Tuesdays? We didn't quite do Taco Tuesdays. We didn't. I no. had some good tacos yesterday. Oh, though. Taco yeah. Mondays. Taco uh, Mondays. Super Tuesdays is something that's like what? Like where the Americans do the thing where you vote and like they come out and play. I have no idea. Americans do a lot of things. I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's just Tuesday and it's, NXT is on a Tuesday. It's a so super, it's super Tuesday. Yeah. So it's technically Super Tuesday too. Mm. So therefore it would be Super Tuesday. Exactly. Ah, yes. See what we did there. Uh, yes, this is up next. We cover NXT usually every Wednesday. Like Davey mentioned, we do go live after NXT every Wednesday night around 10, 20, 10, 30 on the YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. Shout out the YouTube room who still found us on a Tuesday. We appreciate it. Uh, we also did some watch alongs. As well on our YouTube. So many watch-alongs wow. in the last few weeks. I am very much looking forward to having a weekend off. Of not um, watching wrestling? Yeah. Wow. Like, we've had... Look uh, at you all growing up now. We becoming had one of them. SummerSlam. <laughs> we had Payback. It. We've had uh, All Out. Um, and 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit burned out, I'm going to say, uh, from all these watch-alongs. Not that they're not a lot of fun. They are. We always enjoy it. We're always going to try and do them whenever there's a big event on, whether it be NXT, WWE, AW, or Impact. Uh, the Impact one was pretty popular too. Uh, we're going to try and uh, get watch-alongs done, but we get at least, what, two, three weeks off now, which is very nice. Excellent. So we did a watch-along for... AEW All Out last Saturday, which you had scheduled a park party because mm. it was your birthday last it week. It was, yeah. Um, and you, you celebrated a birthday. Mm-hmm. You, we celebrated, I felt like it was a marathon. It, it was a kind of a blur now yeah. looking back. We did an a, NXT last week or we did an AEW show, Dynamite. And then we decided to kind of hit the, hit the patios for your birthday and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we you did a park party where there's a park nearby our house in Toronto where we live. You we brought our barbecue. We carried over blankets. We had a BBQ going. We, we had, had quite the setup. We had everything. We had a uh, like a beard thing full of ice and drinks and white claws and everything. And our friends showed up and it didn't rain, which was good. It was threatening it all day, and it, unfortunately, it put off a lot of people from coming. But you know what? The people that mattered did come. Yeah. We got to see. John and Way, which was fantastic. Wow. It was so nice. The reunited, the, the reunited post wrestling and up next together. Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't realize they had not seen each other. I think it was the same day. I think it's when, when we recorded that, uh, the sure, WrestleMania game. game. I think that was the last day. We, we then left and they did the cafe hangout and then, wow. uh, shit got real. Wow. So we got to hang out with John Pollock and Wei Ting, who, which was awesome for them to come hang out before, uh, all out and stuff like that. That was really cool. So we hung out, drinking all day, hanging out. Uh, and then you decided to do a watch along for all out, which we did do a post show, which we decided to do the next day. Cause we yeah, just, I, we just, I think people understand. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, if you want to hear, I, I think it was the debut of Bitter Braden. Right. I, I, you want to hear me get mad about wrestling? Any, any of the tears on the Patreon, uh, that show came out. I felt like I was a negative Nancy, but then it I go on, a good show. then I go on Twitter and, uh, a lot of people, uh, uh you know, ag- agreed with what I, I thought at mm-hmm. least. So go listen to that as well. Um, but yeah, we, we got to hang out in the park. We, we enjoyed all out in the backyard. Well, we enjoyed our, our friends kind of hang out. Our backyard is big enough where we could kind of socially distance and stuff with people. Jesse from the six, it was his farewell. He moved it was. one of our friends here. Uh, so your, your birthday, was it fun? Did you have a fun birthday? Yeah, it was nice. Um, we, we obviously recorded our SmackDown, uh, review the, from the 5th of September 2002. And yeah. apologies to anyone on the Patreon. If there are difficulties listening to that show, uh, there was some weird Patreon error. And I know yeah. some of you are having problems. If you're still having problems listening to that show, don't hesitate to, to email us because we can, we can get it to you. Uh, quite a fun review there, actually. Um, so we recorded that and then I went to meet my girlfriend and we went to see Tenet. Nice. Um, which is fantastic. Can't say I understood it. I think it's going to take a couple of watches Seven before tries. I quite wrap my head around it. But what I love about Christopher Nolan is he manages to make, um, films that you don't quite follow or understand still really entertaining. This is a two and a half hour film that I didn't quite grasp the concept oh of. And it didn't feel like two and a half hours at all. And I think that's a credit to kind of just the visuals, the casting, the characters, all of that. But no Hans Zimmer. 
No, Hans Zimmer. No, it's the composed from The Mandalorian oh. for this one. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, pretty good. But really good. Really recommend it. I've been continuing my um, Christopher Nolan rewatch with my girlfriend. Right. We watched a little film called The Dark Knight yesterday. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Obviously, we will be talking about that in the coming months because we are going through every Batman film yeah. on the free feed. We're vengeance. Yes, starting uh, yeah. with the 1989 Tim Burton movie, which will be coming up in two weeks. Um, so that was great. And then I went to Tilt, the arcade bar. Right. Um, which is the first time I've been since... Uh, shut down. Shut down, lockdown. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Got to play some WWE pinball. Um, oh. Adam's Family pinball. A lot of pinball. Ooh, I like that. Uh, played NBA Jam, which I know John Pollock's been getting into okay. recently. So that was great. Uh, yeah, I had a f- I had a fun birthday. Oh, I went to the right. keg as well. The keg is like a nice steakhouse for yeah. those Americans. Uh, it was nice. That may not know, but that sounds like an all right birthday. Yeah, you also got some time. cameos. Got some cameos. You can check out. Had a t- pussy popping birthday <laughs> from Cameron. Yeah. Uh, from the, the WWE, um, the Funkadactyl. That, Go- that girl's got it. She's got she's it. Whatever it is, Ariane, she's got Ariana, it. Ariana, what is it? Yeah, Ariane uh, Andrews. Yeah. Uh, go to the Facebook page or the group Up Next Podcast if you want to see these cameos that Davey got from Cameron slash Ariane. And uh, who else? What was the other one, John? And Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan. And and Tom Phillips. Yes. I, I Who told me to watch NXT UK. Uh, thanks, but no thanks, Tom. He I'll also, pass. Oh, it's funny because he also... I'll re-gift that one. <laughs> he, he also told you, Davey, stop burning the house down. I, you didn't mention that one. Yeah, well, yeah. you do share Yeah, well, you can well, go watch that video on our Facebook page and group. Go join us on, on there if you're one of the Facebook people that still use that. Uh, but yeah, it felt like it was a fun week for me. I'm just like, yeah, I just get to like hang out with... We had like a little casino going in our backyard. We're gonna I, have, I don't know if I'd call cribbage a casino. It's an old person. It's cri- more yeah. like a <laughs> old, retirement home yeah, I don't, lounge, maybe. I'm more of a big but. two, but I, I've, I'm determined now. We're going to have poker night. We're yeah. going to have a poker night, and I'm going to learn how to play poker. But then uh, we were watching the Raptors and AEW at the same time. Yes, which, uh, yeah. and Raptors shat the bed yesterday. Yeah, depending so on when you're tomorrow to during AEW, we're probably going to be uh, watching both right. as well, because it's do or die for the rats. Yeah, we the North, mm. right? That's what they say. Uh, so it was, yeah, it's just been a fun week. You know, uh, again, all our uh, thoughts on All Out is on that Patreon show. But even even a shitty wrestling show, we still like hung out and had, I love watching wrestlings with, r- love watching wrestling with non-wrestling friends. And we go all about that with thoughts on that. And that was pretty fun. And yeah, like you said, we've we've been recording. Uh, it's the first of the month, or not, sorry, not the first of the month. It feels like the first week of the month. I guess it's the, it's the second week of the month now, considering it's the eighth. But we have our whole schedule out for September on the Patreon. The summer month is over. All the fun shows we did in the summer. Uh, but like you said, you had our, bir- you had a birthday smackdown from 2002, which we did. And again, let us know if you, uh, couldn't access it because Patreon, but it should be fixed now. Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. That was yes. so much fun to watch and go back and talk and about. And find out who wants a piece of the quiche <laughs> with Rikishi. Um, <laughs> and we've got a lot coming up. Uh, on Friday, we'll be releasing a new episode of Was Next, looking at the December 12th, 2012 edition of NXT. Uh, you've still got time to get your feedback in, uh, so drop that off on the Patreon. And then Sunday, we'll be talking with world champion patron Tony Arthur all about... The 2003 cult classic, yeah, The Room. 
is it the worst film ever made? I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting watching this and Freddy Got Fingered pretty much back to back. Wow. So that's Tough. coming up this week. Get starting with your rewatch of New Japan's G1 Climax from 2016, because we'll be doing a special best match ever all about that year's G1 next week. Next week. So you've got time to get your feedback in for that. And next week, we'll also be looking at Back to the Future Part 1. Great Scott. 1985. We'll be joined with world champion Chris Price. He's no slacker. All of that coming up this month, plus a throwback pay-per-view review of Clash of the Champions 1. And we'll be doing our Clash of Champions 2020 watch-long and review at the end of the month. Plus, as I mentioned, that free Batman review. Great time to sign up to the Patreon. Uh, What are you waiting for? Look, uh, five bucks gets you all of those shows plus every show we've ever done on that Patreon. So, yes. uh, support us, support the BDE, patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks a month, the North American tier gets you all those shows. Even if you just wanted one show, it's, hey, five bucks. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, you've never seen The Room. Not yet, no. You, the I've movie, The Room. I, I know as soon as you just said that, a lot of people's ears perked and were like, wait, what? These guys talk about wrestling. Why are they watching this? Well, if you're an insane, uh, BDE fan and you are a world champ patron uh, you get to come on and pick some things and it feels like we just get troll picks a lot of the time and this is definitely one of those times where we're talking about the room so oh hi Mark we will be talking about it and I can't wait maybe we'll 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 do all that there's things to do when you watch it like isn't there spoons and stuff I know you've watched never it. watched yeah. it yeah damn uh, you're tearing me apart <laughs> can't wait so if you want to hear us talk about that which is completely different from wrestling but again we also have a was next as well so uh patreon.com slash up next so many podcasts so many so, so li- many so little time yes and there's a lot of time it's still a pandemic and kids are going back to school today so that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the end of the summer yeah you know what that means david don't don't no it's you know not what it means. it's not yet we've got a month before that hold it hold it david off. i've people, already i don't want to put people off by having this spooky nonsense i didn't for say two it. months be- did yeah, you hear you me say it? say it i didn't Let's say review it. nxt i was about to talk about how pumpkin I had... spice lattes yeah it was fantastic and yeah it's been the same every year on nxt on up next you don't like pumpkin spice lattes? i like i don't go scream into the world about it every fall it's fine. I've they're had two fantastic. already. They're, they're wonderful. You've had two already? I've had two already, yeah. And here you are trying to push me. Well, I don't go shoving it down people's You're throats. trying to deprive me, like, telling me don't take... Fo- wow, look at you. You're telling me not to take part in Spooky Season, and you've had two pumpkin spice lattes. I'm just like, don't, like... Judas. Don't hang the Christmas decorations up too early. No, Come on, never, it's never. like... It's it's no. barely the end of the summer. Chill, wow. chill. Have it's, a chill. No, it's the end of the summer. It's September 9th. Come on. Like, it's spooky season. I think it's going to get warm again. Also, I don't I've got think... a feeling next week it's going to be warm. How do you do Halloween in a pandemic? Like, how do you give out candy and stuff? You don't. You don't, you don't. right? Like, so, that means we just... We, I mean, at least the kids are wearing masks. We're not talking about Halloween. We're not... It's, <laughs> it's September 9th. Do it to do We're not doing it. And it's <laughs> September 8th, actually, so... Uh, I'll... Maybe tomorrow. I feel like we've got nothing to talk about. So you're talking about a holiday that's a month no, away. I, I'm just so so excited. You have two months to celebrate Halloween. That's no, how I no, see it. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. I've been all on the horror movie bandwagon already. NXT, <laughs> September 8th, Super Tuesday, part two. Welcome to Super <laughs> Tuesday. Yes, it's spooky season, Super Tuesday. Um, so there was a match that took place last Tuesday, and it split wrestling fans... 
to the core because we couldn't figure out. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. What? An hour-long match with no finish? It's with- unheard of in wrestling. How Never happened before. Wow. And some people said, oh, I love it. It's a TV match. Yeah. It's great. Prolongs the story. Keeps it going. Keeps it moving. And now we find ourselves here. So Adam Cole, at the last second in this hour-long match, got a second fall, thus tying Finn Balor. Both of them, it's a draw. We start off the show tonight to crown a new NXT champion. And it will be one of these men starting the show. Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, NXT Championship on the line. Um, it, it's, it gave it an instant hot start, an instant yeah. great feel here where it's big, big match feel. It might not be the main event. And I can see some people being like, whoa, why wasn't this main event? But it instantly go, you go, yeah, this is great. I want to see this. Let's get to the conclusion. It's the, it was the cliffhanger last week. Let's start with it now. Yeah. And that's what we go to. So Finn Balor and Adam Cole, they do the technical classic wrestling holds back and forth, uh, each kind of getting a one up on another with like simple classic wrestling. But then there's an Ushiguroshi from Adam Cole early on. They go to commercial break, but it's picture in picture. It's Cole working on Finn, but then he runs into a back elbow. When they come back from the break, there's another elbow and then an elbow drop from Finn for a two count. Cole comes back with a pump kick, a back cracker, and there's like counters and counters. These two have not fought that many times, but they clearly like the, the story is they're, they're top of the league here and they've yeah. definitely done their homework because they're countering each move back and forth. There's sling blades and shining wizards. No, this sequence was insane. Yeah. So you had, uh, both of them were kind of, you had Cole rolling out of the way of the double stomp. Uh, then his kick was ducked and then he ate this sling blade and he just gets right back up. And this was not your usual shining wizard. This was like a leaping shining wizard to a full, like fully vertical stood up Finn yeah, Balor. This up. sequence was awesome. No, yeah, I-, I thought he got some crazy height when he jumped up in there. Uh, there's then a spot where Finn goes to get him on the outside, but he's mat- hit with a super kick, blocking that drop kick that he does. Uh, Finn breaks the count on a picture in picture, like he breaks the count out. There's then the Pele kick, and the- again, two weeks in a row during P and P. There's a Sushi Garoshi. This move deserves respect <laughs> and shouldn't be used during a commercial break. But when they come back, there's a figure four where now Cole is just working the leg of Finn Balor and wearing him down. So you've had the uh, a couple of times that Balor's gone for the stomp where he's missed his kind of knee buckles because he's obviously not hitting the body but hitting the, the hard mat. And Cole just kicks at the knee. Uh, any of you, like, UK listeners, like, Roy Keane-esque, just fucking kick to the knee, and then applies this figure four. So, Finn's working hurt for the rest of the match. And Finn is, like, selling this. He comes back with a sling blade and a final cut, and the shotgun drop kick, and he, he somehow reaches down, he's, he's got it, he climbs up top, he goes up top, and hits... The coup de gras, the double stomp, and I mean hits it. He mm. drives this stomp into the heart of Adam Cole. But Cole kicks out, and the commentary, Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett, are like, wow, I don't think that's that's common. I don't think people kick out of that move, mm. and especially one that looked like that. Somehow, Cole gets gets up and drops Finn and locks in the figure four leg lock again. Woo! But 
He's he's selling it. He's dragging him into the middle of the ring. He can't get to the ropes. He's pulling it. He, they're doing a fantastic job here, uh, especially Adam Cole. He should continue to use this this move in his repertoire. Uh, he tries to drag Finn to the middle of the rope, goes for the, the figure four, but gets pulled into a cradle, rolls out of it for a super kick. There's then the last shot, but of course, Finn kicks out of his finisher. Classic. Uh, they both get up and there's crazy reverses of moves into reverses and counters into counters. The Panama Sunrise gets caught into a fireman's carry, which he sets up for the 1916, uh, like the reverse 1916. Yeah. Great sequence. And he then goes up to maybe hit another stomp, but Cole meets him on the top. They're now both men on the top rope fighting at each other. And obviously Finn Balor is a big fan of that Dean Malenko. Scotty Tuhati backlash match from all those years ago because he hits the 1916 brainbuster DDT whatever you want to call it off the top rope onto Cole and Finn Balor pins Cole to become the brand new NXT World Heavyweight Champion. He did it. Yeah, I thought I thought this match was fantastic. Um, Finn Balor's selling of the leg throughout the whole thing was was really great, and and it kind of it made the it made the kick out from the coup de gras believable because as soon as he hit it, his knee tweaks again, so he wouldn't have driven down with as much force as usual. And I think instead of just doing the kind of which I think I think. As the Cole and Gargano matches went on, it became a bit spammy, like spamming their finishers and right. just kicking out for the sake of kicking out. I thought this kick out made complete sense here. Um, I thought both men just worked really hard. Great storytelling. Uh, I am still not mad at all of last week's match because as far as I'm concerned, you had a killer hour long main event last week, which, okay, you didn't get a champion, but you set up your your two top guys from that match to set up this match. And this match killed it. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I agree. This was a lot of fun. It was a classic wrestling match. There wasn't even any of the Adam Cole negatives that people would go to. to the, the, like you said, people don't like that he kind of does that a lot. But he didn't do that at all. And it was a fantastic match. It was so good. To, I, I felt like this was an, an NXT title match. As if it was a, yeah, it was a TV match. Felt like if it was a takeover match, of course, maybe they'd pull out maybe a few more big spots and pull, pull some things there. But for, I, I thought this was great. This might be my favorite TV match of, of the year. I really like, I yeah. think a lot of criticism from NXT recently has been kind of the overproduced kind of forced epic, like overly long matches, yeah. too many kickouts, lots of looking into the camera, a lot of like verbiage, like stay down. I'm better than you. You're, it, it's become a bit melodramatic and over the top. And I thought this was just a really kind of quite a simple match with really great storytelling yep. with two guys who are at the top of the industry. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was very like compared to what we've seen in the ridiculousness, it was very just like toned down and to mm. the basics and not in a bad way, in a no, really good way. Uh, really like this. And you have a shot of Cole where he's kind of like, ah, shit. I got beat, but uh, more on that in a little bit. We come back right after commercial, and we see Triple H, of course, in the back with Finn Balor, and he's he's shaking his hand, he's hugging him, and we see he's posing with him doing the point. He's like, "Hold on, you want to do the picture?" He's like, "No, hold no, on, I've got one already." Paul, where's that hot tub at? Yeah, where do you go? where's the hot tub? Uh, so 
Cole then comes up to Finn backstage and they too sweet. They shake hands. And Cole says, tonight the better man won. So Cole's still doing that baby face like, you know what, Finn? You got me. Mm. You beat me. You deserve it. And Finn go- goes on to say that, um, like, this is the reason why I-, I came back to NXT was the title. I wanted to hold that title again. Yeah. Um, he- I came here to be a champion and now I'm champion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I-, I-, I like this from top to bottom. I thought it was a good story. And now it- we-, we set our champion now. We can yes. start fresh. Storylines, fresh matchups, I feel like there's a lot we can do. And this also with with Adam Cole kind of putting him over, this I read as is removing him completely from the title picture now. Mm-hmm. He's had his whole title story and it's it's over. It's time to pass it on to someone else. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh we had a commercial for Connor's Cure, which then they show like a lot of the wrestlers in the in the crowd with the the face masks and, and all that stuff. And there's a really awesome commercial where it shows the kids from a few years ago, like the Daniel Bryan with Connor the Crusher and kinda where they what they look like now and some of the kids who, mm-hmm. who are still around now and, and it's it's the whole it's 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 kind of awesome. I know this stuff with the the sponsorships and stuff, but it's about like kids with cancer and like yeah. you watch it and you're like, Oh man, like uh, I know on your birthday we came home lit and we listened to Coldplay and you were just crying for no Bowling. no reason Bowling. whatsoever. Yeah. Felt like I almost could cry yeah. uh, if watching this commercial. Um, we now have something that definitely would have made me cry. Robert Stone. Robert Stone brand is in the back and he has like a bat and he found Shotzi's tank and he's about to bust this tank up. I really don't know what he thinks he's going to do with a It's a tank. I know it's, it's a, a little, it's a little, t- I don't know. I'm looking at it and I was like, Oh, he's going to fuck it up. And then I'm like, wait, I don't think he would actually You know what he needs. He needs one of the flick batons. Cause that would really, <laughs> that would really, up. yeah. You know, like I don't think he could do much damage with a baseball bat. I think he has, oh, I, th- I think you, you can fuck up cars with a baseball bat. You can, you can fuck up a toy tank. If he like took his, took his like shoes off with no socks and put his feet all over the dashboard. And it was like, ha Shotzi or something like that, but he's not doing anything with a bat, but he doesn't anyways. Cause Shotzi stops and she's like, Hey, don't do this and beats him up. But she is instantly attacked from behind from Aaliyah who starts pounding on Shotzi. And then they start fighting through like these curtains in the back area, which they inadvertently run over, like fall into Io Shirai. She's having a photo shoot. She's just there. And then, yeah, I guess it was a photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, she was having yeah. a photo shoot. And Aaliyah's like, oh, so sorry. I didn't mean to. And then Io chases Aaliyah into the ringside area. They get into the ring. Now Shotzi and Io are both double teaming Aaliyah with like moves here. Io hits the backbreaker. Stone gets involved again. And now we have the shot of Shirai hitting the moonsault while Shotzi's hitting the high angle senton off the top at the same time. And then they send Aaliyah and Robert Stone brand packing and Shotzi picks up Io Shirai's women's championship and goes to hand it to her, but then like fakes her out and then laughs and gives it to her. And Io Shirai was all smiles until Shotzi did that and then yells at her and then says, don't make me hurt you. <laughs> Uh, and Shotzi, right after this segment, ran to the back, went on her phone, and says, Hurt me. Don't you see what I look like? I love pain. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, so, I, you can imagine how much I loved this angle. 
I love. Uh, I just love the line like, uh, "Don't make me hurt." Don't you. make me hurt. My brother, you. like when we were younger, and my brother would be like a fair bit bigger than me. If we were like arguing or whatever, he'd just go, "I will hurt you." <laughs> I'll hurt. And you. it's like, yeah, you, I will you break will. you. You will. There's nothing I can. No, do. I love this. And I it's kind of scary. It. It's like I will hurt you. I'll fuck you up. No, I absolutely love this because yeah, she was like, "Hey, you know, it was an accident, and I'll beat up Aaliyah. We can beat her up together." And then as soon as you like. Shotzi's like, hey, I've won some matches. I'm in, you know, I'm in your sights. I'm in your crosshairs mm-hmm. here. And Eo's like, don't make me hurt you. Uh, I, I like this. And it means that we get to see a, either a tag team match between, uh, what, Robert Stone and Aaliyah versus Eo Shirai. And I feel like that's run its course. Uh, just Eo Shirai versus Shotzi Blackheart is something I, I, I need to see down the line. The TV we'll probably program. get the Aaliyah match next week and then build to this Shotzi match. Yeah. Perfect. We now go back someplace we never thought we'd go back before. Johnny's and Candace's. The the Garganos. The house. Dinner at the Garganos. Okay, so Tegan Knox and Candace are best friends, friends, and they <laughs> they have beef. So they've they've invited Candace has invited Tegan over to their house to have some wine over dinner and like hash things out. Talk it out, because we're friends. So, uh, we see the shot of Johnny and Candace at home and Candace, this reminded me of this part right here reminded me of like, you know, maybe you, you're in a relationship or, you know, you have a wife or a husband or a partner and they have friends that maybe you just don't like, but you have to like hang out with them today. They're like, okay, like our friend's coming over and like you have to hang out. It's that one friend you're like, I fucking hate hanging out with this person. And she's like, be nice, Johnny. He's like, all right, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. You know what this felt like to me? Similar. Like you're, you're inviting a load of people over to yours for a party and you kind of, you, you just invite everyone from work. Yeah. And you're polite. So you invite a few people that you're you not necessarily like. friends with yeah. or have anything in common with. And they're the first person that shows up. Uh. They show up 10 minutes early and everyone else uh. is fashionably late. So for the first half an hour, you're just, just like, hanging out. Hey, so, um, uh, can I get you a drink? No, I'm good. Thanks. Right, uh, and it's just so awkward. And I thought Johnny Gargano and Tegan Knox actually played that awkwardness very well at the beginning here. So be nice, Johnny. He answers the doorbell, and it's Tegan. She shows up, and Johnny mentions something about how when Tegan Knox pretended to be the pizza delivery yeah. person, and he was like, that wasn't very nice. So I didn't forget that. And she's like, all right. So they they get they get inside, and... Tegan assumed she'd just be hanging out with Candace so they could talk, but it's now Candace and Johnny she's hanging out with. Mm. And this will continue throughout the night. Oh, yes, it will. Wow. Um, part one of the this. The best of all the parts, maybe? Was definitely the best. I thought uh, Johnny Gargano was very funny here. Uh, we'll get onto this uh, later. Um, Someone in the YouTube chat has said that Shotzi versus EO has been confirmed for next week. Oh, nice. Take my money. Let's go. I mean, it's TV, but still. We we will go back to the Garganos. But we see Timothy Thatcher. He's in some room. We assume he's talking to some students. It's like a lecture room. Yeah. And he's got like a... a, a what is it? Like a, a monitor? What, is yep. it? what do you call like it when his, you have a... His projector screen. Projector, right. I'm thinking of like in the movie It, when like the clown shows up in the projector yep. thing. So Timothy Thatcher's got a projector. And he says, welcome to Thatcher's Thatch Can... Today is film study, and we will know your enemy. And he starts to talk about Exhibit A, 
Damien Priest. And he goes off about Damien Priest in the ring, his moves, how he flies in the air a lot, uh, how, you know, he, he leaves his feet a lot. And those who stay on their feet, like, cause it c- can consume the power and going off about like how he doesn't high Yeah, fly. I quite like this. This reminded me of, I mean, I mean, Thatcher's been doing his, his lessons, like how to apply a Fujiwara armbar and stuff like that. Um, this kind of reminded me of, uh, Taz on AEW when he was doing this he was breaking down like the V trigger and stuff but then when he did John Moxley's he was doing it in a kind of negative way it's like yeah well how can you apply that round the neck of Brian Cage right and he's going yeah th- this moves great here but Damien Priest leaves his arm open which you can easily grab to apply the arm bar and stuff like that um I thought this was pretty good yeah it felt like it was him talking to like a- a students but like there's no one there it's like who are you talking to who are you talking to here but uh it's it's like a a smear campaign yeah. essentially yeah. um cuz he's then going look this is your north american champion someone who's got this amount all of these weaknesses that i can just point out in a minute um reasons why he he won't be north american champion after next week when i'm facing him so next week is damian priest and thatcher we'll see more on we'll talk a little bit more about i think that could be that. a really good match we go to the Velveteen Dream, again. Yeah. He comes down to the ring. Uh, and the Velveteen Dream is going up against someone who looks very familiar, mm. but I couldn't put my finger on it. Can you explain to me what why? Well, this was to Hootie Miles, who we've seen a bunch uh. on NXT. We've seen him. He's been on 205 Live a lot. Um, but they've renamed him. What What was it? Something okay. Adonis? Is Alani- it Ashanti? Ashanti. The goddess. Not like Ashanti, like, you know, like Ashanti, like the singer, but like... Oh, I thought it was the Adonis. It's Ashanti, Ashanti. the Adonis. The T-H-E-E, Adonis. The story of Adonis. A-Adon. Yeah, don't, don't know why he's changed his name here, but, um, I mean, we're not going to really talk about... <laughs> to Hootie Miles too much from this match. No, that would be foolish. That would rock wit you. I just looked up Ashanti songs and right. now I'm trying okay. to just say them. Uh, Ashanti the Adonis, who, if I'm, yeah, I've seen him wrestle, but as a different name. And his character was kind of similar to Velveteen Dream. He acts like, He's you know. He's worn the, the yeah. like, dungarees and stuff. Yeah, before, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate, I think I've grown to appreciate any man who can rock those, was it like proud and powerful, wear them, you know, what are those called? Dungarees, overalls. Overalls, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's, I need to still, I'm looking, I'm on the prowl. Uh, Ashanti the Goddess and Dream have a stare down before this match starts. And I'm, I'm already like a little uncomfortable still having to see this guy on my TV. And then he is playing the heel now and his whole character, Dream's character is, he's very over-sexualized. Yeah. And, like he's like touching the the Odonis here. He's and they go, oh, he's he's mind games. He's touching his ring gear and stuff. I'm like, no, he's touching him. Why don't why why would you, out of all the uh, I, I just, didn't watch the match. Yeah, I, I I don't care for this. I like see Velveteen Dream come out and it's against someone who's going to job out. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's I'm not very very odd, and it made me kind of upset. That it's like that's what you chose to do when you know everyone's upset at this. You know it. It's not like you don't. It's not like you didn't. Oh, this is a shock. We didn't mean to do this. No, you did because he's like touching the guy, and they're being yeah. 
Adonis does get some offense and he hits an awesome spike DDT here. Uh, but of course, as, as he gets any offense, there's a poke to the eye, which allows Dream to hit the DVD and pins him right away. So yeah, uh, squash match here. I guess the bigger part of this is instantly after this match, Kushida attacks the Velveteen Dream. Now, Kushida looks a whole next level of badass here. He's a, like a different Kushida. He's on a rampage. He's beating the hell out of Velveteen Dream. He's attacking him. They're trying to pull these guys apart. But while Dream is like still in the ring in the corner and Kushida's on the outside, he grabs hold of Dream's arm, pulls him shoulder first into the, the, the post, and then does it again. And then just kind of like... Locks in the cross arm breaker draped over the, the ropes. And then finally they get pulled apart. Kushida's like, all right, all right. But the, the whole dream Adonis thing was like a whole afterthought. Cause I'm like, yo, who is this badass Kushida? Yeah, this is awesome. So I think, um, dream kind of took him out during that, uh, contenders match, wasn't it? Or something like yeah, that. So yeah. Kushida's been off for a few weeks. I'm glad to be seeing uh, a Kushida pro, uh, program because I don't think he's had enough programs on NXT during his tenure. And uh, I like this new aggressive side. I just kind of wish it wasn't against Dream. Yeah, uh, obviously we're going to have to see Kushida versus Dream mm. down the line or, or even next week possibly. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just say my, my pluses again is Kushida. It's like Kushida came back from summer vacation and like he was away at camp, but he, he, because at camp in a new place, you can be anyone you want. Mm. He was just in with the cool aggressive kids and he came back and he's not taking shit. If he gets attacked by someone, he's not going to let it slide. So dream, you're gone. And I, you know what? Now I want to see Kushida take dream out so he doesn't show up on TV for a long time. Yeah. I think it's a proper time now. I think it's officially time to just say, Let's not have him on TV because the character is just not working this way. Mm. As as a fan watching this, definitely don't shouldn't be on the TV at least right now. I mean, you know, allegations or not, just maybe you shouldn't have this right now. That's what I'm saying. But go Kushida. We have a video like vignette promo package here for the NXT Tag Team Champions Breezango, and they're sitting down in the in director's chairs, and they have their tag titles on them. And they say, what does that smell like? And they say, it smells like gold, baby oil, and success. Zanego drops his title, quickly puts it back on his shoulder, and they say, mm, success. And they mention their opponents that they beat for the titles, Emporium, <laughs> and go off about how, like, they were not great champions and how these guys had five years to become champions. And it took them so long, but they finally did it. It then cuts to videos of Imperium, not Emporium, talking and says it's a disgrace that these two are cha- are the tag champions. Cuts back to Brizango who say Imperium, you know, you're 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 the stake, but you got no sizzle. Then it cuts to Imperium saying you're 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 laughable champions. We're gonna wipe the mat with you next Wednesday. It's a rematch for the titles. Imperium, Brizango, and they say it will be the shortest tag title reign in NXT history. And it ends with Brizango saying, you keep saying we're a bunch of jokes. Well, next week, you're the punchline. Ooh. Hey. Um, I've been enjoying Brizango's matches recently. I, I think this will be a really good match. I think next week's shaping up to be pretty good with this match, EO versus Shotzi and Thatcher versus Priest. Yeah, uh, this could be a lot of fun. And... <laughs> 
I think they should retain because, oh yeah, like they're on they this should. little like hot street. You, they're gonna have to come out and face Imper- Imperium. They're gonna come out dressed as pumpkin spice lattes. That's <laughs> good. You'll, no, you're no. gonna see it. You're gonna see. How mad would you be? You probably already had it's four still by September. Then. Wait you till probably October. ordered four by then, anyways. So that's next week. So you know what? Next week's sounding like a pretty stat card. Yeah, actually. it looks good. So we go back to dinner at the Gargano's. And we see Johnny and Candace and Tegan, and it's all awkward. It's quiet. They're picking out their Caesar salad. It looked like uh, – did we get an update on the food? It was Caesar yeah, salad. It was Caesar Classic salad. Gargano. Uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure what they were drinking. Spaghetti? Uh, they were drinking spaghetti. No, sorry. It looked like – sorry. <laughs> they, they had like... spaghetti. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they were drinking some – I don't know, rosé, but in a tumbler. I don't know, because they mentioned wine last week, and mm. then Candace was drinking but, where, some wine. Where are the wine glasses? These were in rocks glasses. Come on. I prefer drinking anything out of a rocks glass, but like, I know you are a glass snob. You're a bartender, so like. Wine has to to be in a wine glass. You're right. Like, when. Traps the smells and the flavors. We did have a bunch of bubbly for the the weekend, and like, you make sure we have it. And if you can't have it in our flutes, you gotta do the next best thing. Like, you you gotta match what it is. I'll just drink anything in a rocks glass. Put rocks glass with some rocks, and it's good. We're good. That's what they were drinking here. So it's all awkward and quiet at the dinner table. And Johnny reads the room, and he says, all right, all right. It's getting awkward, and you know what? I think it's time that uh, I'll take my dinner upstairs, and I'll finish it upstairs. I'll go read Padme, Padme, their dog, a bedtime story because it's past their bedtime. So Johnny exits the dinner and goes upstairs. And now it's Candace and Tegan. And Candace starts to talk and says, look, Tegan, I know why you're here. It's because you want to apologize for all the stuff you've done, like dressing up like a pizza delivery man. And Tegan's like, no, I'm not here to apologize. Look, you've changed. You're this Gargano way. Candace says, you don't understand the Gargano way. But what do you have to lose? And then it shows Tegan like pondering, like, hmm, maybe she's onto something. It's more of this to come. This, this was really weird. Like as soon as Gargano left, I felt this just took a turn for, for the worst. It was, it was shot really amateurly. It was like Darby Allen directed it. It, it was very studenty. Whenever they cut like from a different angle, you heard like the sound quality change, which isn't very WWE. Um, Those full sale students. At one point, the way the camera was. The the jock strap in the like Beauty and the Beast rose glass yeah thing was just right in front of Tegan's face. Now I, I I'm not I'm not mad at kind of highlighting that it's there because I think it's funny. Right. But like really it shouldn't be obstructing Tegan's face. I just thought this looked really shitty. <laughs> this was and, weird. And it felt like really bad, bad improv with really bad editing. Yeah, it went from, it went, it went from, I wouldn't even say the last segment earlier at the, the intro was Johnny 100. made me chuckle. Yeah. But like it, it was funny. Fantastic. But, but I was then like, it went oh, bad. this could be pretty funny. Took a swerve. And it, and it really just, wasn't. It'll get, it'll get worse. We'll, we'll go to more of that in a bit, but we go to some actual wrestling because that this, that's what this show actually is. Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Colossal Bronson Reed versus all day Austin theory now here's another guy that a lot of people are kind of on the fence about due to some allegations going on and whatnot but austin theory has moved back from the main roster to nxt here uh to face 
Bronson Reed, they've kind of had a little backstage angle past. He got some interference last week. So now they're going to have a match. Um, I, I love Bronson Reed's theme song, by the way. Need that on Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, there's a bunch of headlocks here where Austin Theory is trying to headlock Reed and Reed headlocks him and shoulder blocks Theory and dodges a kick and then hits like this, like springboard elbow drop, which looks great considering he's huge. Theory goes for a sunset flip, but then just gets squashed. The classic big man just dropping, sitting down the Yokozuna drop thing. That would hurt. Um, there's then this spot where, where Reed is on the apron and Austin Theory's on the outside and Reed jumps at him off the apron with like a shoulder tackle. And Austin Theory is the rock WrestleMania 19 selling a stunner here, just flopping around on the outside or, or Shawn Michaels. It, well, later on, it gets very Shawn Michaels yeah, versus yeah. Hogan. Uh, he's flopping around here. Uh, and Reed is just beating him up. But then Reed eats a drop kick, which sends him face first into the turnbuckle, face first there. And now Reed is getting pummeled by Theory during the commercial break, picture in picture. But when we come back, it's Reed who's dropping him backwards on, on there. And then a Manhattan drop and then elbow drops. And I think there was an elbow, what you're talking about, when he just, he like a bionic elbow almost. It was a bionic elbow. And then he like just rolled over, did a flip. It was. Yeah, oversold the shit out of it. And it, to me, wasn't believable. Like, right. you, you wouldn't fall this way if you had an elbow to the head. Austin it was a bit the- ridiculous. Austin Theory falls that way, right? He's, it's very Ziggler, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, it looked like not the right selling for not that. Not the right time selling for that. Like that. Yeah, a, close, all- a clothesline, maybe, like flip in half, but an elbow to the top of the head. Considering he gets a Death Valley driver right away mm. and kicks out at two, you're like, I- oh. I don't know if you caught this. I think um, Wade Barrett named that Death Valley driver something. I think he called it like the Jagged Edge or something okay, like that. Okay. Um, maybe I, I misheard. But yeah, it sounds like he's got a, a move for his Death Valley driver. He definitely name has names for, Death for Valley driver. Yeah, he has some names for stuff. But it's only a two count. Theory comes back with this like running, flipping blockbuster there. But he goes to lift Reed and selling his back like, ah, I can't lift this guy. Goes for him again, but he just, he can't and drops down. Reed jumps up and hits a back senton, which then lays him out. Well, this this looked great because Theory actually managed to get him on his shoulders and held him up for his his ATL, the the TKO. Uh, But yeah, as you said, just collapses. I thought they did this spot really well because... It, it showed how strong Theory is just to even be able to get him up there. But Reed is up top and jumps off with the splash. The tsunami is what they call it. And it's to the back of Austin Theory. Bronson Reed pins Austin Theory. This was a lot of fun. This was like a short little match. They had their, their feud kind of ongoing here with the segments and the interference. And it led to this. And, you know, again, I, I'm just here to talk about the the wrestling. Say what you want about Austin Theory and, and all that stuff. But from watching this wrestling match, it was it was a good wrestling match. Uh, I'm just a huge fan of Bronson Reed. I'm on this Bronson Reed bandwagon because I think... This guy is a future star. He just looks like a monster. He's colossal. He's got cool names for his moves now. He's got everything. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, I thought it gave a lot to both guys. Um, and Bronson Reed is the guy you're focusing on right now. So absolutely, he should go over. They, they're they still kind of building up to this Damien Priest match, which I, I think is going to be great down mm-hmm. the line. Um, this guy is definitely a, a superstar. And I'm 
going to really enjoy watching his rise up the card. And Austin Theory looked good here as well. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, as we said, we've, we've mentioned a few times about yeah. the allegations and stuff, but I thought as a match to put Bronson over strong, but also give Austin Theory something as well. I thought this was pretty good. Austin Theory, 22 years old. Yeah. We just watched SmackDown from 2002, Brock Lesnar versus a 22-year-old Randy Orton. Very, very, I, got some similarities I get a there. lot of Randy vibes, yeah. like young Randy vibes from Austin Theory. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's interesting watching that match, seeing... Randy kind of run around and sprint and stuff like cross he, bodies, cross bodies and things. So yeah, I if this guy can like sort his himself together, get pull himself together. Um, sure. Hopefully, hopefully these allegations aren't true as well. I think there is potential for this guy, but yeah, it, it is still weird watching these people every week. Uh, yeah, we're here just to talk about the show we're watching. So never, we're, we're trying, we're trying our best. Mm. We really, we really are. Uh, we don't want to say one thing when we don't know the truth of things. It puts us in an awkward situation. I think people can, uh, we were chatting with John away about that. That was a fun conversation <laughs> in the park for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the speaking out yeah. movement. Wow. What, we know, does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> <laughs> we have Adam Cole. Who's backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell, who says, I just want to, you know, some words from you after your, your loss here. And Adam says, I'm disappointed, but again, the better man won tonight. Uh, I had to give him that handshake because I respect him. And all I can say to Finn is he better hope I don't get another shot because if I, if I get that other shot, he won't be as lucky and I'm going to beat him. It's like, well, you just lost. I don't know, man. <laughs> In other words, hey, guys, I'm a baby face now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's. I like seeing wrestlers put over other people. And it, it's what makes it feel like sports sometimes. And I like when wrestling move, leans more into the sports. Hey, the better team won tonight. I I was off my game. Yeah. He's a hell of an athlete. Um, hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Um, yeah, I, I like this. I think this is a, a nice kind of natural way to start turning Adam Cole. Whatever happened to that, just even heels sometimes could be like, all right, that was a, that was a good match. You, you beat me. I mean, you look at um, that classic ladder match between Undertaker and Jeff Hardy, where Undertaker was the big heel in the company at the time, but he like, like put yeah. over the kid. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you did well. You didn't beat me though. <laughs> you didn't beat me though. Uh, we go to our next match. Roderick Strong comes down to the ring. With Bobby Fish. And I said out loud to you while we were watching this. I said, oh, Roderick Strong's in a match tonight? What a treat. Those were my exact words. And then his opponent comes out. Yeah, th this had been advertised beforehand. They were talking about this... Killian Dane. This <laughs> grudge match. Um, this blood feud between Roderick Strong and Killian Dane. And I couldn't for the life of me remember what happened until the angle afterwards where we go... Oh, yeah. Undisputed Era came out and just murdered oh, both yeah. him and Drake Maverick the other week. Completely forgot about that. Wow. Um, there was me thinking Dane was still feuding with Robert Stone over spilt coffee. Uh, no, he had this, this blood feud going wow. on with Roderick Strong all this time. So, like I said, Roderick Strong versus Killian Dane, a treat mm. here on Tuesday night. Super Tuesday. It's a super treat. Uh, 
Early on, Roddy is just running around, running away from Killian. And of course, it's just Bobby Fish who's with Roddy here, by the way. And no he, Kyle on the show at all today. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, I think should be noted. Yeah, maybe. Storyline wise, yeah. Uh, Bobby is used as a decoy as Roddy then hits a flying knee to Killian and starts to beat on him. Gets him back in the ring, hits like a single leg leg lariat or like a heel kick kind of move. Uh, Killian's now on the apron, but Hironagi's Roddy in the ring. But this, then the ref isn't looking. Fish sweeps his leg and Roddy's just beating down on Killian and they go to commercial. But when they come back, it's Roddy who's getting tossed around by Killian all over the running divide crossbody. And then Killian puts Roddy up on his shoulders in a fire and carry and body slams him down, a.k.a. The Wasteland. Yes. And Vic Joseph is like, hey, Wade, that move looks like one of yours. <laughs> I, I love how Wade didn't even... Call it because Nigel would like Nigel calling a Zach Gibson match would be like oh my god like Tower of London and would kind of like really appreciate someone doing his move. Yeah, Wade is like like when he shat on the Nexus the other week. He's like the Wasteland's a shit move. Yeah, it's the worst recognizing that Killian Dane is not a move. move. In the WCW encyclopedia that I found mm. recently in my storage that we I've been showing you page by page, there's literally a page for moves and w- scattered throughout the whole book. And there's a move for the – there's a page for the body slam. Mm. But for some reason, they're using the in image of, I think, Smiley. What's his – Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley right. doing the wasteland. And I'm like, of all the body slam pictures, you're using that one? I'm pretty sure. I mean, realistically, it would hurt. But it just looks terrible. Doesn't hurt that much. Yeah, depends how tall you. You dump someone on yeah. their back, like from a height. Look, I'm not saying it does it, but it's a is a bad finish. Yeah, well, I, oh, I Dane agree. sets him up. He hits the wasteland on Roddy. Goes up for the like Vader bomb kind of thing, but Fish pulls Roddy out of the way. It ends with Roddy hitting a high knee and pilling, pinning Killian Dane here. Uh, this this really didn't do too much for me. I didn't realize it was on the card. Forgot about it, and I'm already forgetting about it now. Yeah, I'm just, I used to enjoy Killian Dane in Sanity. Uh, I thought he'd be, he'd be quite entertaining as the big man doing all the, like, he's, he's athletic for a big guy, but this, this character is just dull. His look is dull. Uh, his matches are dull. Um, and yeah, it's, it's definitely a step down for, for Roddy here. Um, this was there. It was mainly just a match to set up the angle after the match. So Roddy and Bobby now attack Killian Dane after the match. They're, they're stomping a mud hole in the corner, but out runs Drake Maverick. He's got a steel pipe. He comes in here and tries to, to beat up Undisputed Era. They run off after Killian Dane kind of helps him out. Uh, and you think at one point Dane is going to attack Drake. But he drops the pipe and he kind of walks off. And then Drake is like, hey, mate, wait, come back. And then he pushes him. Shake like, my hand. And he's like, fuck off. Like, get out of here. I saved you. I help- you. You saved me. Thanks. But like. We didn't shove him and say, get out of here. He punched him in the face. Oh, he did. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. It made Drake look like a complete idiot because this happened two weeks ago. The Undisputed beat them down. Um, Dane saved Drake. Drake went to say thank you and Dane punched him in the face. This week, Drake saved Dane and Dane punched him in the face. It just made Drake look really, really stupid. Drake versus Dane and Drake's going to beat him. 
That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in that. I see this being a weird... WWE seems all about the tag teams that don't get along. I see it being these two against Undisputed Era in a couple of weeks. Um, but I think it's more interesting just looking at the the Undisputed dynamic right now. Um, Kyle didn't join in on the beatdown the other week. Um, Bobby and Roddy here together, but no Kyle to be seen. It's kind of showing that they're maybe going to be the tag team moving forward. Adam Cole seems like a baby face. Kyle seems like a baby face. I think we're, we're definitely starting to do that story of Undisputed going in different directions. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. I mean, obviously you could just say, well, hey, Kyle just wasn't there, but he's been back, so you figure they'd do it. Yeah. It's, maybe they're like, hey, they're doing this slow burn of the horsemen over in AEW. Let's just do the reverse, the slow breakup. Uh, I would be down with it. But I want to see I Kyle as what, this. What intrigues me there is it, it, it looks like Kyle is breaking out as a single star, and I think Roddy and Bobby are going to be jealous. The new, no, just the new iteration of the tag team. We've okay. seen Roddy Kyle, we've seen Bobby Kyle, and now it's Roddy Bobby. Um, but I would love to see Kyle work his way, and a Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match sounds very interesting to me. Yeah, I definitely want the the Kyle singles run. We we. We joked about how it should have been Kyle versus Cole at TakeOver 30, but it was Pat McAfee, yeah. which was great. But, you know, there's the Kyle singles run we're going to have definitely down the line. I think it's coming. I think this is giving us some hope here, even if we're just reading into something that's so minuscule, but we're fantasy booking because we're wrestling nerds. We go back to the Garganos for dinner, the final part of the dinner. It's Tegan and Candice. And they're squashing their beef. And Candace is like, hey, look at us. Huh? Who would have thought that we'd be here right now? Not me. And cheers to our friendship. And cheers to me being the next women's champ. And Tegan is like, uh, why do you think you're the next women's champion? And Candace says what we all thought. Uh, cause you had your chance, Tegan, and you lost. That's why I'm the next champion and not you. And Tegan's like, uh, uh, uh. And Candace gets mad, decides to drink some water instead of some wine. Cause she's like, I need to calm down. I need to cool down. You always drink, stay hydrated out there. And then, like, throws salad, the Caesar salad. The Caesar salad, no croutons. Imagine getting the oily dressing. Caesar salad dressing on your shirts. Bad. Tegan's mad. I work in a restaurant. I get Caesar dressing ranch <laughs> salsa on my shirts every day. You don't get thrown on your shirt. No, but it gets on you. Yeah, you don't want oil on your shirt, yeah. though. That would ruin your shirt. Um, and, like, yeah, Candace is, is throwing salad. <laughs> so Tegan throws water. Wine. Onto Candace. Wine. wine. Oh, Rose. the white wine. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the wine. And... They're yelling at each other, and Johnny Gargano, the, the the man of the house, he comes back down. He's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Hey, stop this. And he kind of intervenes and turns to Tegan and says, Tegan, you are a horrible friend. You're a piece of garbage. <laughs> and I never understood a word you said anyways. <laughs> uh, and then... Tegan says, and I'm quoting here, but they did add a censor. You know what, Johnny? Fuck you. <laughs> and then throws the spaghetti onto Johnny's head. And then Candace goes to, like, throw something at Tegan. But instead, she she throws it at her TV. 
at Johnny's TV. Yeah. It's like, what is it? Like an 80 inches? A, it's a big TV. Tegan runs away. Like, you could have had Benny Hill music playing over this. Tegan runs out of here with Candace screaming, chasing after her. And then it's just Johnny with spaghetti on his head looking at his TV. And he's sad and he's in mourning. And he says, my beautiful TV. Oh, I know the feeling. I've my old TV was was fractured, right, for quite a while yeah, you before had, I upgraded. You had, you had a Tegan Knox throw something out, oh, Candice throw something out. I feel for Johnny Gargano, um, but yeah, I, this this sucked. <laughs> Johnny Johnny was the highlight of all of these segments, but unfortunately, Tegan Knox isn't a very good actor. Um, it seemed very like improvised a lot of it as i said the editing was just weirdly bad so bad wwe um we were joking that like was this just a full cell student who did this but i kind of feel like a film student would do a better job of this i know me and movie maker back in the day could have got it it done um it wasn't very good um no i didn't like this at all like i said the first one was like funny because he's like it reminded me of just like a couple, like being snarky and like, oh, be nice. And then it just slowly got worse and worse. And yeah, uh, I know a lot of people were not fans of the Gargano's dinner with the flashlight mm. turning heel thing, like where they're like mm. all warped and stuff. So it's like they went away from that and it's, and it still sucks. So I don't know. Uh, but I agree with you because I, he, he doesn't miss for me. Johnny doesn't miss. Johnny's, just, a, this Johnny's segment a good is, actor. Yeah, he's he a is. good performer, and yeah. and that's why he's funny. But it's just, yeah, unfortunately, the other two just sucked. Yeah, I know. I did not like this. It was very embarrassingly bad. I thought. Uh, hey, at least it wasn't on a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, remember when we had a bunch of friends over in our backyard, and we we paid for a wrestling event, and all of our friends wondered why there was giant things of. Tang or Sunny D, and the other man had to throw the other man. Oh, I was talking about the dentist match. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, wow. There was more than one that whole show. So, yeah, the dinner at the Gargano's was not too great, but uh, I just just let him wrestle. Like, last week, we saw him wrestle again. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're building up to the match, clearly, but He's I don't chilling. Know. This, He's chilling. Let's push Candice. With better performers, I think this could have been good. They should do cooking with the Garganos. Like, no, just no. <laughs> move away from their house yeah. at all? Yeah. Well, I, I don't guess. want Johnny there, just the other two. Not good. So that means we're going to have a match down the line, Candace mm. and Tegan. Yeah. Uh, so we have Damien, Pris- Damien Priest, sorry, with Mackenzie Mitchell. And Damien mentions that next week he has his first defense with the North American Championship against Timothy Thatcher. And Damien Priest says Timothy is ugly. And I'm going to kick him, punch him all around his stupid face. I'm going to rearrange it. I mean, it can't get any worse. And the only thing he should expect next week is a sweet reckoning. And then after that, it's the usual celebration. And then looks at Mackenzie, smiles, and says, Mackenzie, you're always invited to party forever. And this is when Damien Priest became my favorite wrestler ever, when he says party forever uh i actually kind of didn't like it because he's i know he's the cool baby face with the glasses and the hot tub and the champagne and stuff but you're just calling a guy ugly when the guy was like i'm gonna wrestle you and counter your arm and i didn't like that either really but i don't know i feel like 
It's just not clicking the way it should be. Because I actually think Damian Priest is this fits him. He looks great with the title. He looks like a star, actually. Mm. He does fit this this role, but I'm just like Ah, but a cool guy wouldn't say that. Like uh, I don't know, because it's kind of showing Oh, I'm not bothered about all your he's ugly. technical bullshit. You're ugly and I'm going to beat you. I'm going to punch up. you in the face. Yeah. I think he should retain. He says he's I not losing he's on his first uh, title defense. I, I think this is going to be a really good match. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think I think this could be really good. I know you, we want to see Bronson Reed challenge for the North American title. I see Gargano <laughs> getting back in that mix as well, just to kind of add some different matches around. But, but yeah, uh, Timothy Thatcher and his ugly face. Party forever. We go to our main event, and it is the Battle of the Badasses. That's what they actually said. Yeah. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Battle of the Badasses. Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley inside a steel cage. And before this match even starts, Mercedes Martinez comes down with Robert Stone, and she starts putting weapons into the ring. She starts putting chairs and stuff. But Rhea Ripley comes out and attacks her before the match and grabs a table and brings that in as well. And they go into the ring and the match officially starts. And Martinez is kind of battering Ripley around. She's She's got this like clubbing cross face, like club things to the chest. Looks cr- like she's just hitting her and this, the thud sounds were crazy. It's like the opposite of a chop. But Rhea does get back up and hits a big boot to the face and then just starts to stomp on Mercedes' head because she's really mad at her. And Mercedes, obviously, it pisses her off. She fights back and starts to beat down on Rhea and asks her, how does it feel, Rhea? Huh? They climb up to the top and somehow Mercedes gets Rhea up on her shoulders, drops down to her feet, and hits a running power slam onto a chair for a two count. And they go to PNP. And it's kind of Mercedes on the offense here. They're fighting in the corner. But when they come back from commercial, they're up on the top. And Mercedes Martinez hits a German suplex, sending Rhea crashing backwards, landing on her neck and back. But Mercedes hangs on. It's the spider suplex. It's the Daniel Bryan SummerSlam. What what year was that? Uh, 2013? When he he pulls himself up and he's like, ah, great spot, Mercedes here. Uh, But then Rhea, who's on the ground, like just throws a chair up at Mercedes here and then gets up and drop kicks her, like almost sending Mercedes head through the pole. Which I'm happy they didn't do any spots with because like her head's through the cage. Oh, it was like stuck, like... When I was a kid, I used to get my head stuck in the banisters at home. I'm like, oh, I think I can put my head through this. And then yeah. like, oh, I can't, I can't get out. <laughs> oh my God. And I thought they were going to do that with Mercedes <laughs> Martinez here. You're laughing because you've done it before, right? Yeah. I have did a it big, in the chair as well. I'm a bigger guy than you. And even as a kid, I was big. So I had a way bigger. I have a bigger head than you, though. You have, You look like you could escape. You look like at you could escape. At some point, you'll be small, though. I, I, don't, I was never small. I don't know. <laughs> but I understand. I've been, trust me. Yeah. It yeah. did look like that. I, I got worried that she, her head, she gets drop kicked and her head looks exactly like it's through the banister. Yeah. And then she's just chilling there. I'm like, please don't do a spot where you kick it that. It was the angle they, they shot it at looked like really stuck. And then it moved to another she's, one and she's like, like, oh, there's a lot of space there. She's got room. She's, she's chill. But Mercedes gets her head out of the, the corner there. And there is Rhea Ripley who hits her with a superplex off the top turnbuckle. All for a two count. Mercedes comes back with a spine buster. Rhea has an electric chair face buster at one point. There's then the prism trap. Uh, but 
Mercedes Martinez uses a kendo stick and just starts to smack Rhea with it. And Rhea just says, ow, that really hurt. Uh, there's then kendo strikes from Rhea to Mercedes and she's just really hitting her with this. Uh, again, they're climbing and they're on the top turnbuckle and Mercedes kind of hits a neck breaker off the top turnbuckle. Stone is involved. He gets like concussed at some point. They're, they're, they're saying that he's concussed. They're like, whoa, he's knocked out and just hanging on the top yeah. cage there. Um, as he's there, but then there's a table set up and it looks like Mercedes is going for her, her finishing move, the fisherman buster, but off the top rope through the table, but it's blocked. And Rhea Ripley hits the riptide off the top turnbuckle through a table and pins Mercedes Martinez. Rhea Ripley is the badass. Yeah. She's the badass of NXT. Yeah. She beat the other badass in the battle of the badasses that's right uh i thought this is a pretty good cage match i think these two work pretty well together obviously similar kind of styles both big with their power moves um but can throw in a bit more of the technical stuff as well um i just i I like the match i just don't feel it should have really been the main event i was kind of waiting for some kind of angle i don't think the feud has even been particularly main event worthy um and just you were crowning a new nxt champion i i think maybe it was a maybe it was just something okay that was the cliffhanger last week let's just let's just get it over and done with but yeah it felt weird closing the show especially with no angle and i saw this kind of as the like uh pseudo number one contenders match me too so i see it as Rhea being the next big challenger for EO, which I don't think I'm particularly interested in. Whereas I, I think I would have been interested in a Mercedes Martinez EO Shirai match and then have the shenanigans with Aaliyah and Stone there as well. I agree. And especially with uh, EO taking out Aaliyah and Stone earlier in the mat in the night, I thought that made sense that you'd have that as the next big feud. But um, it seems like we're going with Rhea. I'm, I'm kind of done with Rhea Ripley in NXT, if I'm being honest. Um, well, but, I think but, we're going to get them EO singles match yeah. like again, or for the first time. I don't know if they fought that singles. Remember, it was Triple Threat where EO won the title. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but I did. I did like the match. I thought the I thought both worked really hard. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought this was pretty fun. I, it wasn't my match of the night. Obviously, the the opener, the title match, was great, but. I figured they were going to do an angle and they didn't. Yeah. So, I, and I get, look, there's so much stuff on TV again where we went through a pandemic with nothing, no sports, no nothing on TV. And now we're in finals of basketball and, and hockey and stuff. So maybe having the title match in the beginning of the show allowed you to get people to tune in for it. Like instead of like, oh, I'll, I'll join in later and then not join in because yeah. they were watching other things. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But it, it definitely was cool to have the hot start to a, a show as well. I can never get mad at that because it's like no. you definitely have my attention when you start a show with a title match. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I didn't even hate this cage match. I thought it was okay. I kind of really like Mercedes Martinez. It shows that me she should have been in the WWE a long time ago. Oh, me too. And that's yeah. why I, I think a, an EO match is very interesting to me more so than this Rhea one, which – even if we haven't really seen that singles match, it feels like they've been feuding, so I'm kind of over it already. Right. Um, but I thought, top to bottom, this was a pretty pretty good episode of NXT. I didn't particularly like the Gargano stuff, but I thought the opening 
match between Balor and Cole was was excellent. Yeah. Um, I, and I really like that opener match. Look, last week we had an hour-long match that was wrestling, and people still complained about wrestling yeah. on a wrestling show. Uh, I feel like it's been two weeks of a pretty good... Re- I like the wrestling, and I got some pretty good wrestling these past two weeks. I couldn't tell you if I liked this match more than, than last week's match, because I really did like that f- four-way match. But I, I almost see it as part one and two of the same match. Sure, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed both. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. And I know we, we normally do more of the kind of comparisons on our AEW show, but... I feel AEW really dropped the ball in the last few weeks, whereas NXT are just focusing on more just good wrestling, which yeah. is their strength. Yeah, AEW to me was was always the actual wrestling show. Even though they have you know storylines and stuff, the wrestling is always hot on that show. And we talk about up next for every Thursday. Well, we'll do it tomorrow actually. Uh, and it's and it's interesting because I feel like it's the complete opposite. I feel like now it's swapped, and NXT is just delivering matches. And I'm not quite getting that from AEW. At least this little, last little while. But you know what? Thumbs up episode for me. That that opening, I was smitten. I went out with that. The title match ended. Finn won. I, I was rooting for Cole. But Finn won. I wasn't mad at it. And I was like, all right. NXT was great because <laughs> yeah. I was done. I was pretty much like, hey, nothing else can really. Even the even the Tegan Knox Candice stuff was bad. But it didn't make me like. It, it almost felt like. Uh, we just had this really good match and then we had just a, like an old pre USA network hour long episode of NXT. It was weird. You know what I mean? It was weird. It was just like, okay, that's done. Now this is something completely separate. Uh, uh but, but, uh, thumbs up from me. Tonight. Yeah. And Bronson Reed. Cause fuck that it. was it. That Bronson was the other Reed. one. I, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, uh the fun. YouTube chat is saying that Mercedes Martinez lost tonight because she's in retribution and she's got to show up on the main roster. Isn't everyone in retribution though? <laughs> There's, I mean, they they can keep swapping that. Yeah, there's been, like, Chelsea Green, Vanessa Bourne, as people in the room are saying, Mia Yim. Like, everyone's in retribution. I'm in retribution. I'm in retribution. (laughs) (laughs) So that was NXT from Tuesday, September the 8th, 2020. We are back to Wednesday, right? Next week? Who knows? Oh, man. I I I think so. Yeah. Well, wow. Tuesday, Super Tuesday. That's what we thought about Super Tuesday. But let's see what you guys thought. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every night we're doing an, uh, an up next. We post up on the Post Wrestling Forum there. It's free to join and follow along with all that stuff. And we will read it here on the show. Do you want me to read the first one? Yeah, go for it. Paul from New Jersey, who I believe is in the YouTube chat. Really solid title match, even though the winner was telegraphed. Can't really get into Balor, but with the sudden injury to Cross, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's talk about the elephant-sized tank in the room. Shotzi Blackheart is a bully. Robert Stone was simply admiring her tank, and Shotzi caused a domino effect of sadness. First of all, Paul, I don't like your your false narratives here. <laughs> you're You're changing this story. I don't think we are watching the same show, Paul. You know, Paul, maybe you should stick to watching, I don't know, Monday night, where, isn't that where the Iconics broke up? Isn't that who Paul loves? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, he, he says, be a star ball pit. Skip the Velveteen Dream match because fuck him. I know many have been split on the Gargano heel run, but I think it's fantastic. He and Candice are so funny. Gargano has great comedic timing. Gargano and Candice has even helped Tegan show more personality. Great main event, but I wanted Martinez to win. Like Finn, I feel as though Ripley lacks personality big time. Still a tremendous worker. 
Paul continues, this week's Kona streak. Kona is the fourth longest tenured NXT superstar behind Danny Birch and Breezango. Cream rises to the top and stays there like a stale white claw. Dear Kona, please come back as I miss you and I'm starting to reach the depths of my ass for these Kona facts. Epic watch along this past Saturday. Davey versus Bray D was my second favorite match of the night. Be proud. Almost beat the entire all out shit show. Respect. I, wow. I have no idea what that means. Oh yeah. We had a, we, we, I accidentally hit you live on our oh, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I didn't intentionally hit you, but I think I was like ta- talking and then you turned and I just smacked <laughs> you. But then everyone in the live watch along caught it and was like, wait, did Braden just hit David? And I was like, no, no, it was an accident. <laughs> We go to Crooked Letter 9. NXT opening with the title match was somewhat of an apology for last week's non-finish. Finn Balor and Adam Cole put on a takeover-worthy match, and Finn becoming the third two-time NXT champion justified his existence. Now we wait for Karrion Cross to get cleared. Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez brought the violence in the steel cage main event. It's another example of how strong NXT's women division has have been moving has been since moving to the USA. Kushida needs to be on TV more, and a feud with Velveteen Dream could be what he needs to gain traction. The dark cloud over his head is hard to ignore. Same goes for Austin Theory. Boston, Boston Brunson Reed ruled, at, and it's cool to see uh, the powers that be get behind him again. 8 out of 10. We go to Mystery. Hiya, congrats on Balor winning the NXT title. Figure it would only be a matter of time before he won another title. Wonder what that means for Cole, though. He continues, WWE needs to get the goddamn memo and stop giving Velveteen Dream any sort of TV time. Speaking of problematic people, Austin Theory is also getting airtime, and it's disgusting. Io Shirai will be good versus Shotzi will be good, sorry. But that I can't help but think that Shotzi is going to get another shock victory next week to possibly give her an excuse to be in an eventual takeover title match, whether it's one-on-one or triple threat. Rhea versus Mercedes was good, but not a fan of the NXT branding Rhea as the biggest badass. It makes the actual champion feel second rate. And I have a bad feeling that EO is going to be dropping the title back to Rhea before Survivor Series, and I'm not a fan of it. Also, Mercedes should have won the cage. She needed that win far more. Overall, outside the the sex pest stuff, I enjoyed this week's awesome episode of NXT. Then last week, I would go say it was better than All Out, which was massively underwhelming. Question of the week, how do you guys feel about Asuka versus Mickey James next week on Raw? Uh, I actually heard about that. It sounds great. Mickey James. It's fantastic. We've seen that match. So it was TakeOver Toronto. It was, but hey, like, you're just even removing Mickey still doing it. So good stuff all around. So he's saying that uh, apparently people online have been pushing to give Mickey one last title reign. And do we think it's a good idea to give Mickey a run? Uh, I think Asuka is, needs a good run with that title right now. Uh, I don't see it going to Mickey James personally. We go to MJ from NJ. You know it's a WWE product when the guy who appeared at WrestleMania is getting jobbed out on TV. Is he? I don't know what that is. Is he talking about Austin Theory? Yeah, oh, I guess so. I guess he's an Austin Theory fan. For a few minutes, I expected the Bala Cole match to go 90 plus minutes. It should have. Love Tegan. Don't want her near the Gargano household again. (laughs) Unisputed Era needs to split up and form a Bala Club turning on Cole. So they know we hate Dream, book him as a heel. Can they please remove the guy from TV? His character is forever tainted. Watch NXT for the second week in in a row, same night. I enjoy it. Just hard to not see glaring WWE-isms in it compared to the glory days. 
Right. You know what? I, MJ's trying to say that it's got, they've got their paws on it. Yeah. They definitely do. Of course. It's a TV show, two hours long, but, but then you go on and say you love Austin Theory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. MJ, you're all over. Uh, last one here. Charbel. The chosen one. After that EO and Shotzi segment, and he quotes, how the hell is Brady still alive and recording this podcast? Can someone please check on this man? <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you for your concerns, Charbel. I don't know why, but I may be the only one on this. Gargano answering the door was funny. I love them both in their house. I feel Tegan so much as all my wives' friends are annoying little bitches who think they live in a perfect house with their perfect car and they're so above everybody else telling me their wine costs $100 while I bought a pack of White Claws. Seriously, this was awesome. I'm cheering Tegan AF. Okay, so someone else feels the same way about, like, you you feel the same, you you can relate to, like, you have to hang out with this person and you don't. But Johnny didn't need to hang out with Tegan. It shouldn't have been Johnny hanging out with Tegan. He, but, yeah, wow, Charbel loves the Gargano dinners. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, might, he says he might be alone, and I think he's right. I, I enjoyed Gargano with Tegan, mainly because of the awkwardness from Gargano. But, no, I, I didn't think the, the bits with the actual feud you're trying to push was good. Yeah, we're not leading to a Johnny Gargano versus Tegan Knox match. We're leading to a Candice LeRae versus uh, Tegan Knox match, and I didn't think their exchanges were good at all. <laughs> no, I, no, <laughs> no, Charbel, I think you are alone there. You're on that island. It's a hill he might die on, but uh... <laughs> no, people in the room like Paul from New Jersey and Frank uh, enjoyed it tonight as well. So um, there are definitely people that are enjoying this Gargano. Tegan dinner thing. Well, I like tonight's episode of NXT. It definitely was a good wrestling show tonight. I thought that title match was the highlight. Thank you, everyone, for the feedback there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And the YouTube room who join us. Uh, we always have the same the same cast and crew hanging around with our, mm. our YouTube room. And I appreciate you guys. I love it. And again, if you want to hear more of us, we will be back. I don't know if it's Tuesday, if it's Wednesday. But whenever NXT airs, We'll be here for you because we're your NXT friends. Friends! And we do have a Patreon, like we mentioned, patreon.com slash up next. Go up and check out the September schedule and all the shows, like the review of some, some was next and the room, uh, coming out this week, as well as our AEW dynamite tomorrow, uh, and every week. So yeah, that's, that's where you can find us. We have Finn Balor, a new X NXT champion. Let's go into the next. The next phase. Era. Yeah, yes. let's move forward. I, I have, I have hope for NXT. There's been a few good weeks. So, uh, follow us on our Twitter as well, at Up Next Podcast for all the show postings, all the funny stuff. And of course, uh, I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. You know, you didn't even thank John Pollock on air for bringing you White Claws for your birthday. Uh, I thank him personally. I don't need to. I don't need to try and like I just, make an issue of things. I'm bringing it up because I thought it was cute, and I think you drank him. Uh, no, no, I, these are mine. These okay. are mine. He didn't uh, know. Yes, he, thank you, John. He brought you your least favorite flavor, limes. He he bought. He got two limes and one cherry or now mango. I think now he knows though. Now he knows. And you <laughs> thank know, you very much. We're, John. I, I really we're gonna drink them with him again soon. I think. Yes masks on thank you everyone for listening to up next we appreciate you guys uh take care of yourselves goodbye be safe and you're a horrible friend you're a horrible person and i never knew what you were saying anyways ahoy
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.